0: As wider military action takes place in Ukraine, we're gonna listen now to uh, what the uh, Philippine government is doing for its nationals who are in that country as they try to leave. I believe the number is less than a thousand within uh, many areas. Many of them are medical workers. Uh, Many of them are people who are uh, currently uh, being told if possible to uh, coordinate with their embassy and try and leave the country and get to other areas of the European Union. Unfortunately, um, crossing over into the EU is not that easy from Ukraine, which is not an EU member state, but there are steps being taken uh, in Warsaw at the Polish border. So that is where they're being taken. This is a message that was put out a little while ago by Terry Luxin Jr. about the situation in Ukraine. Uh, on his Twitter feed. Warsaw P.E. has been on high alert, repatriated a few. Poland finally agreed to let ours and send EU visas, not heard anything from Russia, and our request reached its closest order. Most Filipinos in Ukraine are grateful guests and want to stick it out with their warm welcoming neighbors. So, as we can hear, uh, a lot of the Filipinos are, are choosing and to uh, remain and stay in, in the region meanwhile on the ground itself in ukraine situation of course is is very tense and while reaction uh, may be different here in the united states obviously it is a, a situation that is very fluid and uh you know very very intense for the people there particularly as some of ukraine's major cities have seen military bases runways and other uh military infrastructure and defense infrastructure targeted Uh, there are reports uh, made by the Ukrainian government that Russian troops, columns, tanks, uh, military forces are moving into other areas and cities. Um, Also, the Ukrainian government is saying this is not a civil war or continuation of that civil war that originally occurred some time back uh, in which the pro-Russian government in Ukraine was overthrown way, way back uh, in the uh, 1990s, uh, early 2000s. But this is a move that in turn has, has taken a, a totally different dimension and that it is a full Russian invasion and takeover of portions of their country in the Donbass region of Ukraine. Let's listen in. Uh, this was a little while ago from uh, Sky News, where I used to report uh, sometime ago They were interviewing a Ukrainian member of parliament. I will say her name as soon as it comes to the screen. Well,
1: it is clear. He doesn't want Ukraine to exist as, as is. He's either going to destroy our country physically, or he's going to destroy us politically by putting pressure now on the people, keeping the people in fear and making sure that the politicians, like the politicians like myself, come into Parliament and vote for ridiculous decisions, uh, saying that Ukraine will never be part of NATO, saying that Ukraine uh, admits that Crimea is Russian and whatever other uh, complete madness that he has in his mind in order to rebuild his Russian Empire. And this is the crazy world that we live in today. Just this morning, I've been up since uh, 5.30 a.m. Uh, time, And at 7 a.m. I was already in the prepared to vote for the martial law. And we voted the martial law in. Ukraine is in a state of war, a war declared by Russia on Ukraine, and which started back in 2014 with Russian aggression.
0: So that is uh, the uh, Member of Parliament uh, of the Ukraine. Uh, very eloquently you know obviously putting uh putting her her situation forward for for her country as far as her country is concerned in an interview that was conducted by uh Sky News television uh in Kiev uh not not too long ago on the situation there uh much of what is being contested is this uh uh donetsk people's republic and the uh luhansk people's republic that was recognized uh, by Russia, but by no one else. Currently, the UN is looking at it as occupied territory is is what they are calling it. All of this is part of a region known as uh, Dionest, which is a uh, uh, supposedly, according to the Ukrainians, a a section of the country that is basically being carved up by Russia, which is slowly taking uh, its, its uh, uh, chunk of Ukraine for itself. At one time, this was all a a highly uh, industrialized part of Ukraine and uh, a very uh, uh, choice uh, uh, location. Uh, It is obvious why Russia uh, would want this. Um, It is, uh, you know, historically uh, part of the uh, region of Ukraine that eventually uh, fell under uh, Russia back in the 1680s and uh, you know, stayed with Russia for, for hundreds of years uh, until it uh, was, was also further under Russia during the era of uh, the, the former Soviet Union. And uh, when, when uh, that changed further uh, after Ukraine declared independence in uh, 1990 and 1991, Ukraine created these, uh, these uh, areas uh, to be uh, essentially very autonomous in, in, in their function. And uh, unfortunately, uh, there was a perception of discrimination by, by many Ukrainians uh, of ethnic Russian descent, uh, that, that they were uh, getting payback for years of abuse by the Soviets. You have to remember that during the era of Joseph Stalin, for example, it is estimated that anywhere uh, from uh, 9 million Ukrainians uh, died in, in extreme uh, forced famines that took place in Ukraine, where people were forcibly starved uh, under the former USSR and, and communism in Russia, especially the Stalinist era of Russia, and even Russia itself admi- admitted that that this did happen. And uh, you know, uh, although they haven't really apologized for it, but what they did is they moved in all these ethnic Russians into this region of of, uh, of uh, you know Donets uh, the, uh, the the uh, so-called the rebel-held line of contact that is in this eastern section of Ukraine that directly borders uh, the uh, the uh, part of Russia, uh, and, and this is an area that that borders uh, to the north Belarus and uh, to the south it is it is the Black Sea. Uh, there are areas that, that you're going to see a lot of movement here and, and uh, changes as as uh, things uh, go along. Uh, you know, you, you have, uh, all of these things and, uh, you know, the, the, uh, military operations by, uh, by Russia in Ukraine are something indeed to be, to be closely looked at by people around the world. Um, you know, uh, European, uh, nations have, have looked at this closely and, and, uh, the Ukrainian uh, member of parliament a- had her own expression about the so-called breakaway region or, or the occupied region, uh, to the Ukrainian government officials and, and their elected officials. Uh, It is just an invasion.
1: Uh, Which is literally uh, marching onto Kiev and other cities. So this must be very clear. We're not talking about any kind of civil war or any hints at civil war. Literally, Ukraine is at war, a war which was declared by Russia at 5 a.m. this morning, Kiev time officially, and uh, 3 a.m. UK time, but also uh, a war which has started several hours before that when the first shellings Uh, of eastern parts of Ukraine have started. So uh, I urge you all, please, the media, the international community, politicians, to use the proper language. There are no separatists. These are Russian military, which are attacking a sovereign independent country, which is merely fighting for the right to exist.
0: So that is what the Ukrainian position, uh, uh, you know, very, very well put out uh, by... um, uh, This is when... Uh, is this Viviskaya? Uh, uh, Loneska Viviskaya, uh, who was speaking, uh, you know, uh, to, to Sky News of the UK a little while ago. I, I'm gonna play the um, uh, the uh, British anchor here just just a second, uh, so we, we can listen to
1: this. It's so a Ukrainian MP. I will come straight back to you, Lesia Vasilenko.
0: Okay, Lesia Vasilenko. Thank you, whoever you were from Sky News, maybe one of the guys I, I guided. Uh, over the years uh, that that I was working with them, but you know this is why I like Sky News. First of all, if, if you need news and you're somewhere and you have internet access and you don't want to pay or use an app, uh, uh, you know, and and go out there, uh, please try Sky News. They are on uh, several platforms. They are generally free uh, to use outside of the UK, um, and and if you need uh, something, uh, uh, something uh, uh, like that. Then uh, it, it is something uh, to to be uh, uh, talked about. It now a little while ago, of course, uh, the uh, European uh, Commission uh, president uh, uh, was 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 discussing uh, this situation, and uh, you know had had a statement that, that they were reading, and uh, you know uh, there is a, a Cobra meeting, as they say, um, in uh, in in the area. In, uh, in in London right now, as as the British, of course, are, are very much more concerned about this, because uh, this is literally, uh, you know, uh, their backyard uh, or their front yard, uh, in whichever way you look at it. Uh, Ukraine is is uh, very much a part of uh, of how the British uh, are uh, looking at it. As uh, President Putin, of course, has launched military operations in Ukraine. Let's listen to the European Commission president,
1: which appears to be a what? major assault on this country. Ursula von der Leyen is yes.
0: speaking in Brussels. Mad- so Ursula von der Leyen, the European Commission uh, President, is speaking at this
2: point. Children, and children are dying of fear for their lives. We Condemn this barbaric attack and the cynical arguments to justify it. It is President Putin who is bringing war back to Europe. And in these dark hours, The European Union and its people stand by Ukraine and its people. We are facing an unprecedented act of aggression by the Russian leadership against a sovereign, independent country. Russia's target is not only Donbas. The target is not only Ukraine. The target is the stability in Europe and the whole of the international peace order. And we will hold President Putin accountable for that. Later today, we will present a package of massive and targeted sanctions to European leaders for approval. With this package, we will target strategic sectors of the Russian economy by blocking their access to technologies and markets that are key for Russia we will weaken Russia's economic base and its capacity to modernize. And in addition, we will freeze Russian assets in the European Union and stop the access of Russian banks to European financial financial markets. Like with the first package of sanctions, we are closely aligned with our partners and allies, the United States, the United Kingdom, Canada, but also, for example, Japan and Australia. These sanctions are designed to take a heavy toll on the Kremlin's interests and their ability to finance war. And we know that millions of Russians do not want war. President Putin is trying to turn the clock back to the times of the Russian empire. But in doing so, he is putting at risk the future of the Russian people. I call on Russia to immediately stop the violence and to withdraw its troops from Ukraine's territory. We will not let President Putin tear down the security architecture that has given Europe peace and stability over many decades. We will not allow President Putin to replace the rule of law by the rule of force and ruthlessness. He should not underestimate the resolve and strength of our democracies. And history has proven that societies and alliances built on trust and freedom are resilient and successful. And that's exactly what the autocrats fear. The European Union stands with Ukraine and its people. We will continue to support them. Ukraine will prevail. Thank you.
3: These are among the darkest hour for Europe since the end of World War II, A major nuclear power has attacked a neighbor country and is threatening reprisals of any other states that may come to its rescue. This is not only the greatest violation of international law, it's a violation of the basic principles of human coexistence it's costing many lives with unknown consequences ahead of us the european union will respond in the strongest possible terms president of the european council president Michel, has called for a meeting of the european council this evening and they will agree and provide political guidance to adopt the stronger package, the harshest package of sanctions we have ever implemented. As High representative for the Foreign Affairs and Security Policy of the European Union, I will be in touch with our partners around the world to ensure the international community will be fully grasping the gravity of the moment.
0: This is uh, Joseph uh, Fontales of uh the uh, uh, EU representative for foreign affairs and security policy, speaking from Brussels. Uh, again, as I say, I'm picking this up as it comes in and just putting it out on my podcast so you can listen pretty much to what's happening. For those of you who probably have these, this access anyway, it's kind of quaint for you, but for me, it's uh, a throwback to what I used to do years ago. And uh, again, the uh, coverage continues. And to call strongly
3: and united on Russia to cease immediately this behavior, intolerable behavior, and Russia leadership will face unprecedented isolation. This is not a question of blocks. This is not a question of diplomatic power games. It's a matter of life and death. It's about the future of our global community. And we will stand united with our transatlantic partners and with all European nations in defending this position. We stand united in saying that no violence and destruction has means to obtain political gains. We, the European Union, remain the stronger group of nations in the world, and this should not be underestimated. More immediately, we will be designing urgent assistance to Ukraine in this dire situation. We will also be active in supporting evacuations operations, including of our own staff in zones affected by this Russian attack. The European Union, together with uh, transatlantic and like-minded partners, have made unprecedented efforts to achieve a diplomatic solution to the security
0: crisis caused by Russia. So that, uh, of course, It's what
4: yourself. they're
0: saying, uh, you know, what, what, what they're saying at this moment uh, there. And uh, before we take you to the White House and, and what the Biden uh, uh, officials are, are saying at this time, um, and uh, actually the Pentagon uh, is, is where we're going in Washington, as, uh, you know, you, you look at this European crisis that is uh, steadily growing, it is... Uh, Thing, a lot of situations for a lot of people it is uh something creating a throwback to an era when warfare was common across the world Russian separatists
4: uh, all again as of a piece of the playbook that we that we have seen the Russians use uh, time and time again I, I have no specific knowledge about this particular report but again uh, it fits perfectly into the Russian disinformation playbook Government help protect the Ukrainian government from this denial of service attack, the cyber attack. Did you help them with preparations for how to uh, rebut, re- to get back online quickly after such an attack? So first, uh, I don't think we're in a position to attribute uh, these cyber disruptions. To these that you that you're talking about, I assume you're talking about the various websites, the government websites that that were that were taken uh, offline. Um, what I would just tell you, broadly speaking, Jen, is that uh, we, we have provided um, um, some cyber resilience uh, training and assistance to the Ukrainians, um, and uh, I won't go beyond that in terms of uh, in terms of these specific attacks. Uh, again, not in a position right now to attribute them to, to any one entity. I would just say that, again, this this is of a piece of a, a Russian playbook, which is to to disrupt in cyberspace.
0: So this is what of course, we're looking at. This is a the situation there in uh, uh, up to the moment, uh, february twenty fourth. ironically, a date that uh, many people around the world, uh, remember the Philippines for throwing off the yoke of uh, dictatorship and and in a, in, a, in a people power revolt that took place there. Again, as I started this uh, this uh, um, um, situation uh, report update uh, was primarily uh, for people who, uh, um, uh, uh, the, the, uh, the, you know, uh, the, the, the situation, um, and, uh, what exactly is, uh, is, is going on, that, uh, there is, uh, an invasion that is, uh, uh underway, um, the, uh, you know, the Department of Foreign Affairs uh, and the uh, Philippine Department of Foreign Affairs, rather, uh, are telling people to shelter in place if they are inside Ukraine. Um, they are refusing to allow, uh, right now, a uh, conscientious uh, uh, people to, to uh, you know, be uh, uh, worried about about uh, uh, other issues. Right now, their their goal is to allow people to. Uh, uh, get out of this situation, should it expand, uh, should it uh, lead to, to violence? Uh, obviously, uh, the Philippines is concerned about its citizens. They tried to get a non-visa entry uh, situation uh, with, the, uh, with the Russians. Unfortunately, that did not take place. Uh, they are telling their citizens to go to the border uh, with Poland, and uh, that would be the, the best way to, uh, to uh, leave Ukraine. Uh, in, in that situation, um, the uh, Philippine uh, Foreign Secretary has said that uh, uh, they have an agreement with uh, the uh, Polish government, wherein uh, Filipinos will be will be allowed to enter the country with they have their proper uh, travel documents without a visa, so long as it is uh, you know to to be able to uh, go into uh, refugee programs or, or try to uh, you know, re- return to the country. And, uh, you know, there are OFWs uh, in that area and there are also in, in other areas, uh, there are a lot of things going on. And, uh, basically if, uh, you are a Filipino overseas, uh, worker who is in Ukraine, uh, the government there is saying that if you are in an area where there is actual fighting to shelter in place, Uh, Stay with civilians. Do not stay near military facilities. And lastly, most importantly, uh, pray. Uh, That helps. Believe me, it does. Uh, It may sound uh, to some, uh, you know, uh, sad considering the the, the situation, but uh, it is something that you can actually do, and it does help. That's all for me for now. I'm Mike of New York. And this has been a quick look at the situation in Ukraine. Uh, we, we took you quickly uh, from, uh, you know, from the Department of Foreign Affairs in Manila, with a recent tweet from uh, Teddy Boy Luxin, and of course, uh, more about the situation there. I'll come back periodically as the situation warrants. I know a lot of people don't have internet access in some places, and so, you know, who knows? Sometimes these podcasts get through to different areas. So that's what to do. Talk to you soon, and I'll be back with more. By the way, if you have any messages, just send it in the show notes, or send it to me at Twitter at Mike of New York, or you can uh, reach me also on Facebook. I'm there. Look for me. Find me. Hey, you'll find me somehow. Have a pleasant evening and a wonderful tomorrow.